0: Hey guys, it's Treasury John, and welcome back to the Purposes Bay podcast, where we share the stories of women who are living the Great Commission. So today on the podcast, I have one of my college friends. We've been out of college for almost two years, but um, that's how I met Erica. So Erica, just go ahead and tell the listeners a little more about yourself.
1: Okay, so, um, well, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, but I'm Erica. My name is Erica Bowdry, and I am 24 years old and I'm married. Uh, so, like Tracy said, we went to college together. So, I'm a graduate of Kennesaw State University. Um, I have a communication degree from there with a concentration in PR. However, um, I kind of interned in news and things like that when I was in college. So, I currently work at a news station. I'm just kind of as a digital journalist, um, so kind of producing and reporting and the whole works, so that's just a little bit about me. Um, I'm from Valdosta, Georgia, but I was partially raised kind of as an Air Force brat before we settled back in Valdosta, so uh, yeah, complex individual for sure.
0: Oh, wow. So um, just go ahead and tell the listeners also, what do you believe your calling is?
1: Um it's kind of my purpose um and calling I guess my calling to be kind of a leader mm-hmm. and just a coordinator I would say in all as- aspects of life. Um I'm I've kind of just always been that organized one who brings it all together. I'm also very uh, talkative, the com- you know, the communicator and I've mm-hmm. always been um you know really good at com- you know communicating and things like that. Um, so yeah, and in that, I feel like part of my calling is also to be that person that helps, um, maybe shyer people or people who kind of get overlooked sometimes kind of help them open up, um, and, you know, just kind of feel like they're important, um, Mm -hmm. and things like that. But yeah, just really my calling to be a leader, um, and whether that be leading by example or, you know, physically leading, um, and just kind of being that coordinator type of person.
0: Okay um so as far as like coordinating can you give an example of what that would look like like just a scenario
1: i would say for example just kind of like you know when you're in college or when you're in high school for instance and you get on this group project right
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know y'all start talking and it's like okay you're gonna do this part you're gonna do this part you're gonna do this part this part and everybody just is like all right now who's gonna be the one that gets it all?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it puts it all in the powerpoint
0: mm-hmm. it
1: makes it work yeah and like who's that person that's willing willing to do that part and i feel like i was always that person that everybody was looking at like uh <laughs> you know, like you doing it. I mean, I'm always like raising my hand, like, okay, whatever. Um, but just not only that, but just as far as organi- being, you know, being naturally organized, mm-hmm. um, and things like that, um, you know, be, whether it be being the organizer in scenarios like that, like I just explained or, um, in my friend group or in my family, I've just kind of always been that type of person.
0: Okay. So,
1: um, and I feel like I'm called to be that kind of person because like I said, I'm naturally organized. I guess that explains it a little better as far as my calling.
0: Yeah. Um, so you would, you would say that you've always had that trait. So when did you actually start walking in that? I
1: would say, so Here. I think I've I had to think about this. I think I've always sort of walked in my calling,
0: mm-hmm. but I was
1: always looking for more, for it to be more to it, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, I feel like, um, you know, I've realized that God really makes things really simple for us. Mm-hmm. And we are the ones who usually complicate it by either, you know, either not being focused on it or on him or overthinking it. Um, so just to give a more concrete answer, I'd say I started walking in my calling about a year ago when I truly started to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I started my first job, I would say, right after I graduated, so twenty summer 2017. And that first year of me um, working a the job, there was a lot of ups, a lot of downs mostly down where I was just confused. And I, you know, I remember just telling my husband, like, I don't know what my purpose is. Like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this, that, this. And you know, when you think purpose or calling, I think, especially these days with us being so, you know, everybody's all about grind this, grind that, you know, work hard, play hard, whatever the situation may be. So you always think, oh, when somebody's talking about a purpose or calling, it has to be a specific job, right? Right. And I think I kind of, I, I think I got hung up in that to the point where it was like, okay, well, is it my purpose to be a baker? Like, is it my calling to be a, you know, da-da-da-da? But I feel like when God calls us to do something, that doesn't mean we can't serve that purpose in not only multiple areas of life, but in, in multiple careers. You know, God may call you to be a leader, um, you know, in a certain career for the first 10 years of your life. And he may shift that calling to where you know maybe you're still called to lead Mm -hmm. but maybe you're called to lead in another capacity so to speak yeah so that's why I would say you know maybe about a year ago is when I started to kind of understand that okay I'm putting way too much pressure on myself Mm -hmm. I can walk in my calling without you know feeling like I have to be in a specific space at all times
0: Mm. that's so good I feel like A lot of us, especially millennials, we're in that space where it's like, if it doesn't look like a certain career, a certain position, or just our idea of what we think God is calling us to, we're we're like automatically exited out of the box. So like, what would you say to somebody who's like, Mm -hmm. who, who is at where you were once were like, what advice would you give them?
1: I would say, especially just to pray and to seek God. And I think part of that is what helped me, like I said, like I think we make a lot of things complicated. Mm -hmm. And in seeking Him and, you know, through reading, I actually, and I did this back in college, I bought Heather Lindsay's book, Purpose Room. Mm, I think I have that. And it kind of, that, yeah, that even kind of helped me a little bit. But, um you know a lot of people say oh see god pray and stuff like that and they're like you know well I'm praying nothing happening I don't hear like everybody else is saying they hear from god I don't hear anything but I mean my advice would be to do just that to focus in on him and just to um kind of be in tune with yourself and, and to not put so much pressure on yourself in a mm-hmm. sense um, I would say it just kind of comes to you. It's hard to, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, you know, because I know that I haven't always been that person where it was easy to seek him. So that's why I'm trying to give advice more in a way that's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it's, I, but I think the biggest thing is, like you say, you know, with especially millennials, I think we're always focused on everybody else. Mm. And it and it causes us to be blindsided in a way where it's, where we're not really understanding where we need to be. And sometimes, you know, our calling is a little smaller than the person next to us. And and, mm. and sometimes we can't wrap our head around, we can't wrap our head around that. But when you're focused on yourself and on God, you can kind of begin to, to realize and you, you, you know, your eyes start to become open and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, it's not that serious. It's like, right. oh, I, I, I knew that, you know, mm-hmm. so um yeah my advice would be, would be especially because I was was it's just don't be so hard on yourself and don't feel like you have to have it just because you have a calling doesn't mean you have that calling all figured out mm. and it doesn't mean you have what you're going to do all figured out and I think that's what I was looking for and yeah just don't do that to yourself not yeah. fun.
0: I think you kind of answered this question already but when you first started walking in your calling, what was one of the things that you had to let go of? <sighs>
1: Honestly, just what other people thought of me. Mm. Um, I ha- I kind of had to let go of that, that focus of worrying about the image, like the, oh, if I don't, if I don't look like that person, then it's, you know, it's not going to work. I kind of had to let go of that and focus more on, you know, not only what God wanted, but what I wanted. Um, mm-hmm. And things like that. I, I think that was the biggest thing. I think all my life, I kind of worried about uh, everybody else. Just be, And, and not, I won't say I worried about everybody else in the sense that I wanted to be like everybody else. But it mm-hmm. was just with me being that natural leader. Mm-hmm. There were always already eyes on me so it's like okay well this person's expecting me to do this and well maybe I should do that so I kind of had to let go of that that aspect of worrying about everybody else
0: mm, and yeah. what they thought of me can you hear my dogs in the background <laughs> a little bit <laughs> oh my gosh I was praying like lord please let these dogs be quiet when I do this and they they said
1: not today. Not right. Today.
0: So I'm just gonna keep going. Lord, we pray the listeners give us some grace today. <laughs> um, so what has right. been one of your <laughs> <doing? laughs> hardships thus far in your journey? It could be physical, spiritual.
1: Um really just figuring out what to do. Like I said, I kind of had that struggle with oh the job thing like oh I'm not maybe I'm supposed to be in a different field mm-hmm. um so really just trying to figure out what to do or exactly what God wants for me um mm-hmm. so I had this you know I have this general idea of what my calling is and I'm like you know how can I reach people but it's like well you know I'm good at this and I'm kind of good at this mm-hmm. but you know what's the best route to take that will please both me and God it's been Mm -hmm. hard for me to pinpoint that Mm -hmm. you know as far as okay well I kind of have this broad idea of what my calling is but it's hard for me to figure out okay God what like what do you want me to do with it what am I you know and I think especially as like you said a millennial but especially as a younger millennial we we probably I'm probably barely making the millennial cut because I'm 24 and you know Mm -hmm. I think think the youngest millennials right now are 24 um but yeah just being so young and still trying to um see things clearly has been the hardest part um mm-hmm. but i've learned that it's you know it's beauty in the journey
0: yeah
1: and and that's you know that's the
0: biggest thing hmm that's so good and then especially like i feel like we have this pressure that we need to have it all figured out and i'm noticing like god will give us mm-hmm. give us sometimes our purpose or our calling in bits and pieces because imagine if he just told you everything you were going to do in this lifetime, exactly right now right Hawk yourself right. out of it exactly get so afraid that you don't do anything
1: mm-hmm. or you're like oh wow yeah. Or you're like, I'm not going to enjoy it. Like, I'm definitely not going to like that. Why would I But like, you know, we never know where we're going to end up.
0: Mm-hmm. Never. know, And that's
1: why I said there's beauty in the journey. And that that's, that's been like my, um, you know, end all be all for that biggest hardship I had because, yeah. um, you know, and I think, I think my husband has really helped me with that. You know, he would always be like, you know, when I was going through that, that hard time, it was just like, trust the process. Like, you know, I've always been that t- person that's just so hard on myself and just, you know, you like, I got to meet this. I got to, you know, I got to I gotta get to the finish line so quickly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you got to trust the process and, and enjoy the journey and realize, like you said, that God's going to give it to you in bits and pieces and you have to accept that and, and go with it. Go with the flow. You know, right. Go with his flow,
0: I guess. Mm-hmm. So how do you personally use your calling to elevate elevate the glory of God?
1: Um, I'd say with my calling, especially with me as a leader and, um, you know, in being a leader, I've always been the type of person that people come to a lot, whether I mm-hmm. want them or not to or not, mm-hmm. uh, which is I say that because it's like, you know, people constantly, and especially even my peers, they constantly come to me advice and stuff like that and even when I'm in the hardest times of my life I guess they probably would never know it because I'm always still trying to be that person to be an example so I think one of the biggest ways I do this is just through giving advice Mm -hmm. um, and just sharing with others or even if it's just me giving advice through a YouTube video or something like that um, I'm always going back to the importance of prayer and devotion and having that faith and time with him Um, And just sharing with people how that has always helped me, if not anything else, you know, I -hmm. want people to know how much peace a relationship with Christ can give you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of, especially now, after going through high school, going through college, I grew up in church, you know, I grew up with parents who prayed and parents who took me to church. And I think I started to meet a lot of people who aren't in those same situations or, You know, maybe maybe they are, but they just kind of don't get it. Get it, and you know, I've always just tried to be that person to to always, you know, verbalize the importance of prayer and 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 just how you know that peace and, and that relationship has helped me out. And I'll just, you know, I'm always trying to go back to that.
0: Yeah, that's so good. I love that. I love that. So we're gonna get into the fun questions what does your morning routine look like
1: so funny thing right (laughs) i'm not a morning person at all and it's so funny because especially these days you know everybody has like their morning routine rituals on youtube and i'm looking at it and i'm like (laughs) if i make one of those videos y'all are gonna be like what in the world (laughs) <laughs> but I would say, especially on a work day. Now, on Saturdays and Sundays, I have a little more time to really have my actual routine. But I'm gonna give people the real. <laughs> so Monday through Friday, I'm or or actually Tuesday through Saturday, but um, those are my work days. um But I'm so I work about 15 minutes away from where I live. Uh, I'm usually up about 45 minutes to an hour before I have to be at work. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm really into these Bible plans on the Bible app right now. Mm-hmm. And with me not being a morning with me not being a morning person, I love them so much because I can read them, you know, within 10, 15 minutes or what or even less than that and then I can always go back at night and write them, you know, if I want to take some really good notes from it or, you know, anytime I have a little bit of extra time in the morning, I'll meditate on them um a little bit more. So, I definitely would recommend those to people, especially if you really want to start your day um, on the right foot but you're not really that type of person that has that much time mm-hmm. to really be into it as much as you w- maybe would have in the afternoon or something like that mm-hmm. um, you know if you're dealing with anxiety you can type in anxiety you can go through all these different bible plans and you can choose one that works great for you and it can either be a five day or a seven day or a ten day or whatever you choose um, but usually after I read whatever um, my devotional from that bible plan is for that day um yeah, I go on about my little way, get hurry up, put on my clothes and, and I'm flying out the door. So I don't have the glamorous, like yeah, amazing morning pe- routine most people have, but that's that's that.
0: Do you drink coffee?
1: I do drink coffee. So I try not to do it every morning, but honestly, it kind of ends up being that way. But I do have my little curry with my little dunkin donuts pods and i will get up put that in my yeti and, and be out uh but yeah I, I do drink coffee so
0: yeah i feel like especially being at a news station too
1: oh girl yes i will drink coffee in the middle of the day <laughs> in the morning when whenever i need it
0: girl yes
1: whenever i need it
0: what legacy would you like to leave on this earth
1: Ooh, that's deep that's <laughs> so deep um Ooh. I would say really a legacy that you you can be a woman who's black um who's made some mistakes mm. especially who's made some mistakes um and who may not always get it right the first time but you can still succeed mm. Um, but at the same time with, with that legacy, I want to leave that you have to put in the work. Um, you know, I kind of want my legacy to highlight the beauty of putting in the work from a very young age, Mm. um, and, and seeing what that would do, what that will do for you. Because I think, you know, from some people who are older than me, maybe who are in their thirties right now, I I hear, and I don't think I'm not going to bash anybody about it. But a lot of times I hear people say like, oh, you know, we everybody goes through that phase of drinking and partying or, you know, you don't you don't ever really get it together until you're like 30. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has their childish faith. But I think I really want my legacy to be that. And not that I didn't go through some childish phases or that I don't still go through things childishly now. But mm-hmm. um, I think I kind of pride myself on the fact that you know, I never found the fun in the clubbing and the, mm. you know, wasting, wasting my time with things that weren't advanced Yeah. And so that's why I say, I want, I want my legacy to show what, what you, how can, you can be ahead and how you can be in a much better mental state and a much better, just all around place in your life when you don't feed into things that you, that aren't getting you anywhere or that you probably don't even enjoy anyway, but you're doing them because you feel like, oh, everybody says you have to go through this phase of having sex with all these guys yeah. and hopping from bed to bed and doing this and this. So I'm going to, but I want to leave that legacy that no, you don't have to ever be that person. You Don't mm. have to go through that phase. And, and I want them to see how you can succeed when you put in that work. Um, you know, mm-hmm. from the beginning, you know, and I also, that's why I also say too. you know, now that I haven't made mistakes, so I want them to know that you can still make mistakes and, and, and succeed. But, um, you know, I just don't, I don't think it's, it's necessary that everyone has that phase of just throwing their life away for, right. you know, oh, I'm gonna take five years and throw my life away, and then I'm gonna curve it back and get it together. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Erica, you are so wise, (laughs) and I know this firsthand. Me and Erica used to work together, y'all, and I used to be a hot mess. Before this podcast, I was a hot mess. And I remember her... we used
1: to sit there and have deep conversations.
0: Yes. Yes. So is there any more advice you want to give to the listeners?
1: Advice. I would say, you know, every time somebody says, do you have any advice? I think even you know, famous people, you know, they're always like, you can do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, just believe in yourself. Yeah. yeah I'm going a, I'm to a stand by that. You can do whatever you want to do. But my biggest advice and what I really want people to remember to do is to take action. Mm. I think that was my biggest, I think that was one of my biggest goals for this year. Mm -hmm. was to take action and and by that I don't mean like oh if you have this incredible business plan and I'm not saying do it in two weeks and take action right then and there Mm -hmm. but make the plan Mm -hmm. or if you if you have something that you really want to do or be good at start doing the research take a notebook and get on YouTube or Google or go to school or whatever you need to do and start taking the notes. I think we talk about what we're going to do too often and I, and I think especially in that age of social media every day I'm on social media and I see people like ooh y'all ooh y'all not gonna be able to do nothing with me when I start this business <laughs> y'all not gonna be able to do nothing with me when I start this YouTube channel
0: mm-hmm. when I
1: do this when I do that and I'm like sis where is it at yeah I think my biggest advice would to be less about talk and more about action. Yeah. Be all about action. That's my biggest advice. Do things, just, you know, just try to, try to really put in that work, put in the yeah. work. Feel, and, and it's going to have, when you know, you're putting in that work when you out here losing sleep or when you just, you just exhausted. But you, at the end of that day that you put in that work, you're like, wow, I'm really, you know, like. I feel like I didn't like, I'm really gonna go somewhere with this. I'm gonna do something. I'm not saying you have to, you know, exhaust yourself every day and self-care is very important.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but I think it's easy to talk about things and not to take that action. So my advice is to take that action.
0: Yeah, that's good. Like, again, back to the millennial culture, like we talk all day and I'm guilty of this too. Like I'll be like, Oh, this week I'm gonna start doing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't do it, or I'll do it a couple of days, and then I just fall off. And I'm kind of at a point right, right, where I'm like, I want to see what happens if I keep going. Like, can we just keep going?
1: Right? Can we just stay the course for like two seconds? And and the, like you say, you say you're guilty of that, and I think I agree with you in that I have been guilty of that in the past, and I still have days where I'm guilty of that now. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah i think it's i mean you got this social media thing that we all into these days
0: and yeah
1: you know everything else it's just it's really hard i mean being a whole adult out here is a piece of work
0: yeah true
1: but you just gotta stay focused for sure
0: so go ahead and just plug your social media handles your youtube channel whatever you just want to share where people where can when where can people find you You
1: can find me every, everywhere, any and everywhere. So um, you can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Erica Bowdry, as well as YouTube, youtube.com slash Erica Bowdry. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Erica Bowdry. So, um, yeah, that's me. That's where I am. So you can find me.
0: And that is a wrap. I thank you guys for listening to the Purposes Bay podcast. My prayer is that you just hear yourself in the voices of these women and you're encouraged to go and live the Great Commission.